Thank you for tuning in to the Four Piece You Made podcast, where we celebrate the past, present, and future of music and entertainment. This podcast is sponsored by Low Tush. Use promo code PeaceRusty for 10% off your next order. That's lowtush.com. Promo code PeaceRusty for your next order. Wipe on player, wipe on. I'm Max Romano. And what may I say? No big up a charmer ice cream shop in Baltimore. Handmade ice cream, grass fed, almond free milk. Bringing Baltimore together, happiness through ice cream. You done, no Max Romano. Run the truck, make me nice it up. Welcome to episode two of For Peace We Made, a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nandigi. This is Peace Russie, aka Uncle Russie. So. What's up, Uncle? What's up? What's How you up? feeling? I'm I'm good, man. Good. And we have our first guest of this podcast, the legendary. <laughs> Very excited. The magic man. Yes. Mr. Flavor. Hey. <laughs> hey. What's good? How you good. feeling? Good. How you feeling? I'm great. How you guys feeling? Doing good, Doing good. man. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Me too. We got our cigars. Mm-hmm. And we got some. What do I call these? Some drinks? These are cocktails. Got some cocktails. Bottle cocktails, basically. All right, Rush, you pick these up, so let us know what the cocktails are. So this is the Fireside Union mixed cocktail brand. Um, just found it yesterday. <laughs> um, so we got some early batches of, you know, classic cocktails. We've got the Manhattan here. We've got the rye. Old fashioned, which is really good. Um, it's great. That yeah. shit is smooth. They're really nice. Pretty, pretty early brand. Um, the guy that actually got it from, he actually owned it. Um, his name is Scott. Um, so big up Scott. So, he, <laughs> so he's from the he, he's from Detroit. Like born and raised in Detroit, but um, they just started up here in um, well, not here, but in D.C. So you know, Baltimore. We- we love Detroit. That's true. true yeah, yeah, Detroit, what? But we get it. We get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was just gonna grab something, you know, not not too atypical, but just something to, to kind of lighten the mood. And like I, I he, like right, like the right old fashioned just just kind of grabbed me from the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, you know, well, let me let me give it a shot real quick. Yeah. While I go grab something, man. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like you can just kind of smell the flavor, and he he kind of gave the. Uh, the profile of it and everything, it was really good. And um, I tried all three. There's a, like I said, there's a Manhattan, there's a rye old fashioned for you, uh, what is that? For you basic whiskey lovers, the Manhattan is, all, is bourbon. And there's there's bitters in there and everything. So like, like, it's just it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to open this up. Cause you, you called me and then I went to the website and yeah. I was like, yo, grab me the Manhattan. I had to grab. I, I had to call you because I'm like I, I. I don't want to grab the wrong thing, even though we're gonna drink it anyway. But, you know, <laughs> but I figured, you know, this is more of a whiskey orientated podcast, so you know. Well, you did good, Unc. You did great. Of course. Well, <laughs> well thank you. He's like, I always did great. <laughs> oh man! Um, and then we got our cigars today. Um, this one is a year old because <laughs> I forgot I had it in my sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it was in a case. It was a case in my sock drawer. Oh man, real like subtle notes of feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely helps with the humidity for sure. You know, you don't need a humid though when you got a sock drawer. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, but um, I, I bought some cigars as well from my favorite place, Cortez. Um, 
This is a Churchill cigar, which is one of the longer base cigars, which is my favorites, honestly. So, and I brought the um, the uh, San Andreas Maduro, very medium, heavy medium, light light full body cigar. So, from my yeah. favorite place, Cortez, out in Silver Spring, Maryland. So, shout out to shout Cortez. Out to y'all. Right. Yeah, this is uh, called a Headley Grange. My one of my friends, uh, Jay, who is. Um, a big cigar guy, also a big coffee guy. He used to own Spro in Hamden, and um, and you know one of the world's foremost coffee judges. And uh, and and he 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 turned me on to these. So and ever since then, I've been loving that the style, and I love the Dominicans. So it's really smooth. Huh? Awesome. Mine's is from the Drew Estate. It's a sweet leaf. Tastes like a little bit of chocolate. With a hint of M and M's. I smell it. It smells like a, a Nestle Crunch Bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, I miss those Crunch Bars. Mm. Mm. They don't have gluten-free. I mean, vegan versions of them or dairy-free versions. Not yet, though. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, Remember man. those bunchy crunches? Which mm-hmm. one? Like the bunchy crunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the little more. Do they make those still? I think they only make them for like. Uh, I think they. I think they make them in like boxed movie candy. Right, because you pour it in the popcorn. It's like the same. I was time. about to say. <laughs> wait, you pour this in popcorn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Wait, wait. You don't pour candy in your popcorn? No. It's the ultimate oh, cheat code, bro. M and M's. Uh, really, any candy. Uh, oh, snow caps. Snow caps. You know oh. Goobers. What's the other one? Goobers. Raisinets. I don't Raisin- like raisinets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's licorice. Popcorn. That's for the 40. In- licorice. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's two different textures. That's, that's, that's violent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, but that was my first hate crime of the day. <laughs> first hate crime of the day. That was the hate. That is. It's delicious, but you got to keep them separate. You got to keep them flavors. Gotta draw a line in the sand. I you feel like you chocolate. eat black licorice, huh? which is like the worst licorice. I feel black like licorice is delicious. It's terrible. It's delicious. It's like Fortunately, it's... I, I used to hate it, and then I feel like I got old and my taste buds got old. Yeah. And now it's like something with flavor. You're like, ooh. <laughs> Definitely a more bold taste, for sure. It's a, pr- a preference to, to some, so. Shut <laughs> should have brought some. <laughs> but I, um, I think if I were to put candy inside um popcorn it'll be some mike and eggs that's an interesting well, well with the salty and mm-hmm. the sweet mm-hmm. and, salt is sweet you know, still toy with the licorice fruit so i get you yeah mike and eggs acceptable candy for popcorn yeah i think that's a good move thank you thank you i think so i agree i love the support that i get from you guys <laughs> uh, uh yeah so right now we're recording in the moose house in yes. um remington hamden area uh, shout out moose house. moose house lovely in here yeah, it's an incredible that. studio. Right. Um, Much better acoustics than last time, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we were out in the woods. We were out in the woods. In the, yeah. I liked it. It was ambient. <laughs> <laughs> we moved on up. <laughs> no longer are we men, men of the woods. We're esteemed professionals in a in an acoustic, very cozy space for sure. It, so. cozy. it feels very vintage. Oh, very much so. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is the perfect backdrop for the cigars and, and cocktails. So. Mm-hmm. Facts. But since we're in a studio, let's talk about some music shows. Mm-hmm. All right. So, David, you're our guest. Okay. So drop us, like, a, a story of a show you went to. It could be recent. It could be, you know, in the past. What's your favorite show that you've gone to? Yeah. So I've, I've, I've seen, I love music. Music is, seeing live music is my equivalent of religion. 
nice. the only time I'll ever feel connected to a spiritual level. To me, that is like, that's what music is. That's why you go to see a live show. So anything that doesn't do that, oh, you can still have a party and still have fun. But that's what I, that's, those are the most memorable moments. So I think the one I remember most, and I got to give a little backstory on this. I used to work uh, in Northern California. I um, worked for a small reggae record label. And it was founded by this band called Groundation. And they're like a more modern band. And they also kind of like use this label to like pull up the real elders of reggae music. And reggae music's an interesting music because the elders are still alive. The foundation artists are still alive. We were working with this one artist. His name was Winston Jarrett. Uh -huh. And The Righteous Flames was the average. Winston Jarrett and The Righteous Flames. Incredible artist, just never, never hit. For some reason, his never like took off but i love the music and me and him would talk all day about like business stuff and i remember i went to go see him perform for the first time and we're backstage and it's like dimly lit and he is a very striking looking character and he goes he sees me he goes little david playing upon his heart i was like because you know in the in the bible david, oh yeah, david, yeah. and for the next like Man. 30 minutes just he's like staring me in my eyes and like giving me just power in my soul right yeah, so it like just... filled me up with like just encouragement because we've been working so long yeah. business 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 sometimes you forget it's about the music and why we're really doing it so i think he was trying to remind me of that and then he went on and proceeded to just burn the whole place down yeah. with righteous fire rightfully <laughs> so. <laughs> and it was such a great show and i always remember that moment of finally getting to meet him face to face Nice. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. <laughs> That's Very beautiful. spiritual. For sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I've ever been to like any show that I had like a, a spiritual experience. I think, okay. I for, I don't know what year this was, but it was Citizen Kane. It was Citizen Kane. Okay. And it was at Ram's Head Live. I don't, like I said, I don't remember the year, but like it was amazing. And I was like dead in the front, because you know me, I love being in the front, of dead in the front. Like it wasn't too packed. Everybody was chill. The energy was perfect. And he's just on stage singing with red lights. He's like, on the highway, on the freeway, on the airport, on the airplane, on the earth. Brooklyn, USA. Oh, shit. <laughs> I felt that. I felt right. that. I felt that. That's a beautiful thing. What about right you, Uncle? I felt that. Um, I, I went to a more local show, but it was an interesting spot. It was at the um, the wind up space, which mm -hmm. was, which was, which is what it was formerly called, and then they they uh, emulated into, I think it's called Rituals, but then they closed unfortunately um, due to COVID, I think. But um, that's on uh, that's in Station North, so. So Anna Wise came out, mm. and mm. I had no idea. <laughs> I had mm. no idea who she was at first. I, I was there. Um, oh, that's right, you were. I was there. there. <laughs> I was and, there. Uh, you know, she she, she she didn't get she didn't get the the, the appropriate um, reception until she started because she was with her group, um, Sunny Moon, I believe, right? Mm. And um, I think it was up until that point she she um, did a few notes from. Um, if these walk will talk from uh, to, Pem to Pem 
to Pepper Butterfly, mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick Lamar, and, and I was I, I was about to go have a smoke break because I mean she was cool, you know she was hot and she could sing. I'm like okay cool, I'll, I'll, I'll come back in a couple minutes see what else comes in. But when I heard those few notes, I'm like holy shit, that's that shorty from uh from the album and shit. And then I think um Susie Analog was there as well. She mm-hmm. she she's Baltimore, Philly, New York, Miami. Like she's she's legendary, one of my all time favorites, honestly. Um, so she she played a set there. And her music, I mean, the thing about electronic music specifically is like, I mean, it it sort of draws you. I mean, this it's it's electronic. The sonic's always always enticing, entrancing there. So I definitely had a spiritual moment there because you know her being my favorite and her just being very very much alluring in general. So, but yeah, I mean, that was great. Was mm-hmm. great. I like that. Yeah, she has a great voice. A great voice and just just the eyes that just smile at you. That's ridiculous. So. <laughs> yeah. the, if, got some feelings? Yeah, a little. A I little think bit. everybody got some feelings. I mean, <laughs> you know, she follows me on Twitter, so you know, I'm. Hey, I'm, I'm gross. So did I'm, you did hmm? you slide? No, I, <laughs> I've been booked for a long time, so I'm good. But you know. Wifey, she she understood the vibe. Wifey's understood the assignment on that end. So, but that was a wonderful, very, I won't say tribal, but very you know the the music because she she by herself. She had her she had a machine right in the middle, and she was just singing these songs, and it was just like wow, this is like it just it, it, it captures you almost in a way. And I, I wasn't even on drugs. Like this is like the <laughs> this is premium music. The way if you. You might you might have took a little toke or yeah. popped a little, yeah, I mean, and you know, you'd have felt it. But like it, it's a very natural process, a very natural, very ethereal feeling for real for. To me it sounds like we, we only get that experience from like underground. Yes. Underground artists. I agree. If someone could bring it. Yeah. Right? To me it's like the all the music I relate to, I have to feel like the person on stage, whether they're playing an instrument or singing. <laughs> easier with singing because i have to feel like they like they care mm-hmm. like that to me is where where like if i feel like they like they're on stage fighting a fight i'm automatically in <laughs> i don't care what the <laughs> genre is i don't get anything if i feel like you care about what you're saying or playing i'm in mm, facts <laughs> that reminds me of a, a, another show not to interrupt but there's another show on um this place this like multi-tiered building I think on Packer Street, I think it was the H and M building. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, me and a few friends of mine had just finished, um, you know, conjuring in uh, this this thing called Ratscape. So it was like, yep, it was I like, know Ratscape. It's like anti <laughs> Artscape. Yep. And it was it was largely um, underground acts, but then like Little B of all people, Little B the bass guy, yeah, yeah. was like the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been the, 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 the inaugural event. So, of course, you know, you, you hyped up, you juiced up. I, I, I actually met him by chance, interesting enough, after the show, but I won't get into that on the podcast. But, <laughs> but like, like blocked from there was this H, was like H, was the H&M building, and like it was multi-tiered, and everybody was doing their thing on each level. Like, it's, 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 it's sort of akin to, it was sort of akin to the, the copycat building. You know, mm. that's, that's the large right. artist community space. Here in Baltimore, and uh, you had like the real like again the, the real ethereal R B stuff, the uh, the artsy stuff, and then on the I think like the third or fourth floor, it's just like a it's like a <laughs> like a giant 
punk punk scene. Like like it was like multi genre buildings and shit. It reminds me of this place out of the Don't go to sixth floor though, because that's just like twenty one tubas playing at the same time. Holy shit. I've been there. I know what you're talking about. I went up to the sixth floor, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I gotta go down a couple levels. Mm. I'm not there. Do we still have something like that in the city? I mean, if if we do, it's just it's just it's largely under the radar at this point. But there was like a big big punk punk set there that was just phenomenal. I mean, granted, I was lifted off of like four logos and bad weed. I got strip throat at at that time. Like somebody handed me some shit, you know. So whatever whatever musical experiences has have y'all been into? Like, or has, has anybody found like a new artist that could kind of captures them or? Mm. Well, all right. So I kind of, I kind of buried the lead. I, growing up, I, I used to, um, I used to follow. I didn't follow a band around. I seen them a lot. I seen uh, Fish. Mm. Oh, okay. nice, nice. Now I fell in love with Fish at a very young age and saw as many shows as I could, starting in like '95. Yeah. And that um, you know, I don't. I I wouldn't say I ever put them on anymore. They're not what like I've gravitated away from from their music. But whenever I, if ever they're in town and my friends are like, let's go, I'll always go just as a fun time. Of course. And a friend of mine said, oh, you know, you got to check out. And I've been to one of his shows before this guy, uh, Billy Strings. So it's sort of like fish, but in a bluegrass realm. Mm. I, I like bluegrass, but I never, again, never put it on as my, my top choice. Right. But basically the other day, we just were like, let's go. Me and my buddy Stan took the train to New York City. We ate at the Oyster House in Grand Central Station mm. and took a train further up to Port Chester, saw the show, slept in some mansion up there. I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> took the train back. And, you know, the show was was great, but just being able to go see live music right now feels like such a treat that, yeah. like, I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll take the train up and back. Fares were low. Let's go. And it was fun. Definitely reminisce, reminiscent of those days. You, you you hear a band is is within proximity. <laughs> you, oh, you, just, you get can. up and go. You, you know? still can mm-hmm. and do it because it 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 like like we said. It's like you never know when you'll catch that feeling, right? That's mm-hmm. true. Did I have? Did I catch it? Did, I didn't catch it, but I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I certainly had. a I never have a bad time, right? That's a beautiful just, thing. Just yeah. gotta make. I feel like it's making a com, making. Well, I put so much time, and I, I know every each of you put so much time and effort into so many into pleasing people and mm. pleasing your businesses and your whatever, whatever it is you do. I know you guys put your full efforts into that. I feel like if you don't take effort to put fun, doesn't come easy anymore. Nope. When you're young, fun comes so easy. It's like, oh, do this. Let's do it. Now it takes so much effort at mm-hmm. work, but it's worth it. Always worth it. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the effort to have fun. Yeah. I wake up and I got, I like, I got, I like, Whoa, whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. For those that don't know, she just felt that cigar. Yeah, that creeping up on you, ain't it? Huh? Yeah, where's my water? Um, <laughs> I'd like to share another story, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, speaking of the just the spontaneity mm-hmm. of, of, of youth. <laughs> um, to a friend of mine, Malcolm Maximilian, um, oh, one of my best friends, um, he was in the blogosphere, so, so to speak, and... Um, he put me on to Carmack Jack, rest in peace. Um, and they were doing like a, it was a, it was a large group of bloggers and music 
music music oriented folks that were doing like a like a B, like a BYOB event, like you know, bring your own blogger event and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> but you, you had yeah, Dallas Finn. I didn't you think had, you were gonna say the B. I had ideas. I didn't think you were gonna say blogger. Right? Okay. I mean, this was this was like the like the golden age of like the blog era. What was what was that? Uh, what was that website where there everyone would do the uh, the blogs on? Oh. Was it was it blogger? No, was it Tumblr? Tumblr. That's what Tumblr. I was thinking of. Oh man, Tumblr. I love. Again, <laughs> I can't tell you the the the, the large amount of time spent on there. Just just. That was that was like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. That, was, <laughs> that was truly the Wild West. Oh my God. That was, was... OnlyFans before OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, my God. among other things for sure. And so, you know, I had a little shitty job or whatever, but they would give me enough money if I if, if I loaned it out or what well, they were loaning out to me, and I was like, fuck it, let's let's let you want to go, let's go. Like that's 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 sort of my thing is being the uncle <laughs> of the scenes of speak. I'm like, fuck it, you want to do it, let's do it. And so we we just finished up drinking having fun at this place um out in power plant and then we went to a fucking um house party which was raucous <laughs> it was so fun, <laughs> so much fun and like we, we took over the dj booth and everything and so we we're like both like recovering from that but like i'd already spent this money to go so i'm like yo we got to go we got to catch this bus up up you know to go up north go to new york so we go to brooklyn i want to say it's brownsville or I don't know, but the B the BYOB event was there. Everybody was there. Static 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 Selector was on the boards. Um, I think they were promoting Fool's Gold Records, um, you know. And we just went up there on a whim and just hung out. And you you got everybody just out there in in, mm-hmm. in this fucking vacant lot full of people, full of movers and shakers and shit. You got fucking Dallas Penn again. Like he's he's serving food to people. We're in line. I, I'm in line <laughs> trying to grab food. And, like, people are, like, pouring, like, hot. Like, this is the summertime. So they're pouring, like, hot shots of, like, of, like 1,800. It could be way worse. It could be a plastic bottle. Right. Oh, God. It was crazy. But, like, um, so we're doing that. And then, like, we get these T-shirts from, um, from Statics. Like, because we were standing next to the booth. And he just handed off, he handed off these shirts and shit. So we spent we we spent a full day and a half just in just in Brooklyn, just hanging out with these shirts on and shit. And like everybody thought that we were fucking art, like like budding artists from Fools Go Records and shit. You know? <laughs> oh, no, you know, notably, I think Danny Brown was was part of that troupe. I think, oh, wow. um, but um, we we sort of ran into a cipher, and it was Kane Mayfield of. Um, I think it's Mellow Music Group. Well, Mania. Mania Music Group mm-hmm. based here. Um, a. Shout King, out to Kane. Shout out to Kane, you know. Um, it was A. Kane who, who ended up being like one of the producers for the Comrade Jack show. Like, like, like this was early on when they were like doing the um, podcast like at night. Like they would do it like every Friday night from like 12 to, to whenever. And um, we were just ciphering. I was, I'm, I'm not a rapper. I'm largely a producer. And, you know, I, I had my little... A little shitty sixteen that I, I threw just just you know, just, just just two just just two. just just two right. You should always have a sixteen in your pocket. <laughs> you gotta have sixteen if not if not more. But you know they they rock with us so much. They were like, yo, you you actually come you know to the building. You know we got the podcast going or whatever. And like the fucking patio there, like we arrived there. It's this nondescript building. We 
we fortunately enough cut your cab because there's a stigma about about cabs in New York for mm-hmm. sure. So we, we we cut your ride up there, and we're on this patio overlooking the fucking Brooklyn Bridge of all places. This is like after <laughs> it's like after midnight, and like Kane is there, and I think Pac, uh, I think um, Combat was doing the show. We all just just chilling. It was just crazy. It was it was the the definition of spontaneity because like we had we had no idea. What, what we're gonna do, you know, you know, after the blog event, like we just did, just do that, figure it out, hang out, just figure it out. You know what I mean? Like we we had a round trip bus ticket to do whatever, so we did that, and then we go down Forty Second for Forty Third Street, and we find us like hole in the wall strip club to go to, <laughs> <laughs> and we got so much love because again we. We still got these fucking shirts on and shit. How, how, how did they smell at this point? Oh god, they. S- <laughs> <laughs> I just want I just want the audience to kind of yeah. be there with you. Yes, I, man, our shirts just smelled of like hot tequila again and <laughs> straight fun. Good, good fun, dank weed and just just smelly strippers, man. Like these strippers had on some like cool water from like Bath and Body Works or some shit, and it was just <laughs> and like these were like the worst strippers ever, but like it was so fun. Oh my gosh! Um, and then we caught our. Well, we were supposed to stay over, but I got fucked around and only had cash at that point. You know, I'm, I'm coming from a place to where you got to carry cash everywhere, but mm-hmm. and New York is a whole different place. You, you know, you gotta, you, you sort of gotta know somebody to really, really hang out around it for so long. But we basically like spent like 24 hours like outside in New York. Days, <laughs> yo. Hmm. I miss those days. You know, you said something that, that kind of sparked me, that kind of got me thinking, where we're, like, talking about, um, you said something about age, and that was, like, it kind of hit me, like, so much. I keep thinking, like, oh, you know, fun's harder to find now, and that's because the world has gotten this way. Mm-hmm. But also, it's age. The older you get, the harder it is to find fun, just like like that. Like, just it just happens, right? Yeah. Now you kind of have to, like, plan. It feels like fun has to be a little more planned out. And spontaneous fun is the thing that it is like, how do we, how do, so how do we have more spontaneous fun in our lives? That's mm-hmm. like my question I'm going to be pondering. Hell yeah. I mean, 22 is, is the year of discovery, the year of, um. That's what they said about 21. They said 21 is going to be like, like, uh, after prohibition ended, everyone's going to be drinking, people hanging from light posts. <laughs> <laughs> like drunks hanging from light posts. Oh like, my God. Uh, I get what you did, man. Like, there's been so much going on in the last couple of years, last year and a half at least. You know, it it it, it, it has been hard to find the the prop the appropriate amount of fun. Yeah, you know, but then you still want to be respectful. You still want to be cognizant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, man, because like this, this place is crazy. But this place is called Earth, so to speak. But um, I mean, there is much fun to be had. You know, we're, we're all still here, yeah, beloved. Yeah. <laughs> you can hop on the piano. <laughs> My goodness. No, I no, I feel that, man. I feel that. Like I try to do spontaneous things. Like I try to like just run up to uh, Virginia and get some cookies from Happy Tart. You know, I try to do that. I'm gonna go to Frederick tomorrow. Shout out Happy Tart. Shout out Happy Shout Tart. Out. to the pod. Oh, yeah. Please. With some cookies. I love cookies. This liquor ain't cheap. Cigars ain't cheap. Yeah, we need Y'all don't need much? We don't need much. Just some cookies. Oh, man. But I'm excited for um, 
what's it called? Broccoli Fest. Yeah. In DC. Interesting. So we got Ari Lennox. We got Tim's. Got, she's one of my favorite. She's been my favorite for a minute, but I love that she's getting the hottest out of the twenty twenty one at least. Yeah, I love that she's getting her flowers now. Um, I forget who else is there. Yeah, Did 21. I mention Wale? Wale's going to be there. Who else? Well, now he's going to be there. Yeah, you know, now he's got his way. So, <laughs> <laughs> shout out um, to Wale. <laughs> twenty one Savage is there. Just, just Wizkid the is there, right? Wizkid is there. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of a lot of love that you know to the Afro. Yeah. The community, the Afro music community. Is, in general. So. Yeah, like I thought I was listening to a lot of hip-hop, but then, you know, Spotify does the end of the year, lets you know your most listened to, you know, artists, genre, and everything. I mean, Essence was, like, crazy, so. Yeah, so mine was Afrobeat for my most listened to genre, but my most listened to artist was St. John. Mm, I thought that was crazy. Of course. <laughs> I love St. John. Yo, when your, kid, your kid's gonna fuck that all up for you, just so you know. Yeah. I look forward to mine, like, crazy. I look at mine at the end of the year, every song, I'm like, Oh my! Was it Baby Shark? No, it was. It was um, uh, um, Alien Boy something. Just these songs that Matt, you know, my son finds and then gravitates towards. That is not at all, and then it just ruins all my recommendations. Oh Oh, man! man. Everything, you know. So basically, I just I I disconnected him from my spot. (laughs) You got to get my kid up. Let me share one. So like you've got like. But you guys have similar music tastes. We have similar music tastes, but then she's she's very much indie, very um. Very much into Jenny Lewis specifically, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you get a lot of Jenny Lewis. You know, they um had a whole thread of um of dreams by Fleetwood Mac come out. You know, with the cranberry juice and shit. <laughs> Isn't that so, crazy? so you got you, you got Griselda on one side, you got Kanye, <laughs> you've got Sean Price. Go, you know, going back to the two thousands, and then you've got fucking Fleetwood Mac and Just Jenny Lewis. You gotta stay yeah, balanced. You, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> you got all these obscure R and B joints, so you know. Shout out to Spotify, yeah. yes, you know. He's a sponsor on that, too, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. What do you think about what's happening with Spotify, with people, uh, with some of these artists pulling out of Spotify because of the Joe Rogan stuff? I'm like, I'm on, like, both sides of it. Same. I am on both sides. sides. Like, I'm I get it. Like, I try to go, like, I have, um, I pay for the Apple One where I get, like, Apple Music, I get yeah. their fitness stuff, uh, Apple TV, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I get yeah. the, you know, iCloud space. We got the little air tags for the dog so he didn't run away. We can find within a few. Yeah. Triangulate yeah. So I try to listen to Apple Music instead yeah. of, you know, Spotify, but it kind of sucks. <laughs> it doesn't have that, dis- it doesn't have that discovery it, it that... Spotify has for like their, their algorithm is on point. Yeah. Always, so yeah. like I want to be like no, you know I stand with you know all the artists that you know because you know different disinformation is bad, you know we you know we shouldn't say shit knowing that it can affect people's lives, but at the same time me not having this algorithm affects, <laughs> affects my life. Right. <laughs> right. And, then, and then the other side is also like you know like. Raised in America, one of the things that we cherish is freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. It's number like, one. Like, it's the First Amendment, yeah. E- even the whatever's happening politically, they should be able to talk. Like, yeah. I understand Twitter, and then that's a private company. Spotify is also a private company, so they can do what they want. Mm-hmm. I get that. But it's just, I don't know. There's something about it where I'm just yeah. like, I like putting a warning on about disinformation. I get that. But I don't know. I don't know. But I also understand the artist being like, I don't want to be associated with a company that will yeah. promote but, this forward. But these are legacy acts, though. I mean, yeah. fucking Barbara Streisand just, just pulled out. 
Neil Young. Yeah. Neil Young. Indiari. Indiari. Joni Mitchell. But the thing is, like, I feel like this just gives artists another reason to pull out a Spotify, just because of the low payouts for songs. Like, I get that. Like, it's it's starting to make artists think, like, yo, we're really not making any like, money. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. You ever heard of a a band called Wolfpack? Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Wolf. I think that's their name. They, they're kind of a punk band. Um, <laughs> they did something I thought was genius, right? They created an album called Bedroom. I don't know if it was called. In my head, it's called Bedroom Tracks. But the whole point is to be made. They want people to stream this album while they're sleeping, and it's nothing. It's just blank sound. There's no sound. So basically, you stream it for Wolfpack. They get paid off these blank tracks, right? So they're getting, they got paid all this money because people were streaming this album while yeah. they were sleeping for, you yeah. know, six hours, seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, that's working the system. And then, of course, Spotify banned that. Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's the next level thinking, right? Yeah. That's what artists are forced to do because you get creative. It used to be you, you got paid for albums and then people would, then with, with, with you know, Napster and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be like, okay, well, now how do we get paid? Okay, we get paid with live shows. Then yeah, that's true. Th- then live shows go away, and it's like, well, how are artists like? How is our society sponsoring artists? Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I like this NFT thing. That's why I, I just think about different ways that we can like, like we should be paying money for music. Period. Because we want to support music, and like, if we're getting these spiritual connections from music, it's that important to us. Mm-hmm. We should pay for it. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for things I don't like. Mm-hmm. True. I, I waste so much money on food. Oh, my God. Taxes. Yeah. Taxes. 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 What it oh what You heard about payroll tax? You got to pay taxes on the payroll that you pay to people that they get taxed on. Processing the fees and all that shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But again, I support I support taxes because they support society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I think and artists true, support right? society. Right. So, so. They, are we, unless we have like... We don't want government sponsored artists, but yeah. that's why the whole uh, like Patreon thing is interesting to mm-hmm. me. Like where you can like really go in on an artist. You spend ten bucks a month, they release yeah. new tracks, this that. But there has to be another way. Yeah, I just engaged with that just yesterday. Um, this kid, uh, Toasty Digital, who makes like mashups of like different songs and shit. Um, most recently, he, he did a mashup of um, a mashup album with uh, Kanye and um, Frank Ocean's. So was, mm. so, yeah, link me to that. So you, yeah, I got you. Send us a link. So there's, it's basically a mashup between Blonde and Donda. Effectively, mm. we call Blonda. Blonde. <laughs> Yo, that's it's like what Danger Mouth did back in the day with the gray album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. Um, Is that Danger Mouth? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, with the gray album and. Um, White album and the black album? Yeah. Am I doing it right? Yeah, you got to toast it on. She's got the lighter out. 360, yeah. Yeah, um, you're doing it perfect. And like his, well, there, I'm, I'm not sure who it is, but they're, um, they're, they're from it on Patreon. It's basically, you know, their, their tiers are pretty, pretty generous. So, you know, for five, for, you know, the starting point is three bucks for like all the downloads and five right. is, you know, you, you can download the stems that they use for the mashups and then 20, you basically get a shout out or some shit like that. So that's cool. It's really good. 
Yeah, I just try to buy like merch and stuff. Yeah, merch is the new way, right? So yeah. now limited posters, limited sweatshirts. Mm -hmm. I'm into yeah, merch. I'm is, into that. Yeah, I'll buy it all. You know, content is king, but merch is yeah, merch is wearable. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's, it's it's proper billboard material because because you're gonna wear it for whoever wow. whoever else you got it. So yeah, I even bought St. John socks. Now pop that open. Yeah. Yeah, you told me about those. Those. Yeah, um, I got some John socks. Yeah. You wearing them? Oh, not today. I'm <laughs> like, I'm mad he discontinued the underwear. He had underwear. <laughs> this underwear is so fucking expensive now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's what we should do for for piece we made merch. We That's should do underwear. That's for. That's true. That's important. Yeah. That's the thing that on my good sheets. Mm-hmm. Underwear. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Absolutely. Yeah. Our sponsor, Lord Church. I love. I love. I love toilet paper mm -hmm. now that um bamboo. That's what you need. Bamboo. Bamboo for your booty. You know, hashtag bamboo. Hashtag sustainability. Yeah. Well, you were talking about wolf um, wolf pack mm -hmm. or, or, or wolf pack. Mm -hmm. You know them them selling um you know basically white noise right. for profit and shit. Right. Interestingly enough, there's a the name escapes me, but there's a music group that makes a lot of money on Spotify specifically. Like they're probably they're probably by and large like 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 the largest streamed podcast. Like they only do, they only do like thirty seconds, thirty one <laughs> seconds of because that's enough to make enough money. But they make millions, almost tens of millions of dollars. And then there there's band there's a band that just covers the songs that aren't on Spotify. Oh. Right, so like certain artists don't put their songs on Spotify, don't cover that as songs, right? And then you're like listening to it, you're like, no, that's not right. What is that? It's like, okay, yeah, this is good, but this is. I love when, I love these stories of people who like hack a system and mm -hmm. figure out ways yes, to like, yes. like leave, like go about it and figure out ways to get paid. Yeah, absolutely, man. Cigars are great. Mm -hmm. I really like this cigar. It pairs well with this fucking. Um, these fucking cocktails from Fireside Union. Shout perfect, out to them again. Perfect pairing. Man. Now, you know, we were talking earlier. The first time I met Unk was at a uh, at a at a class <laughs> that Nandagi put on for us. That's right. We, yes. were both, we were both super interested in NFTs and didn't know what it meant. Right? We had no I idea. had no idea what it meant. I kept hearing it. And, and, and you put on a little beautiful class for oh, us. Thank you, guys. To teach us how. And since I heard you bought one, I an bought NFT. one. Yeah, I bought I, an I NFT. And not only that, I bought a pair of sneakers from the NFT I bought. Wow. They, yeah. This NFT offered exclusive sneakers only to those. Holy that, shit. And you bought the sneakers, and then it came with an NFT of the sneaker. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this is. That's fire. Shout out to uh, Crypto Rasta. Crypto Rasta. I got a Grammy one. <laughs> I got Eric. They're not, they're not, you can get one. I paid 100 bucks for it. I paid more in the, gas than yeah, I paid for <laughs> The gas. I got airdropped um, a BFF bracelet. Um, I need someone to air. How'd you get that? I, yo, I spend majority of my time on Twitter. And I'm just in like all the Oh, and you respond spaces. back. People are like, anyone want one? You respond back. You're like, I'll take one. Yeah, and it's like you got to fill out a form. I was like, I'll fill it out. And I didn't think anything of it. And then it shows up in my wallet and it's like already worth 2K. And I'm like, do I, do I hold it? Do I sell it? At first I was like, sell. But now I'm like, hold. Yeah, because the, the bracelet turns in. Having the, owning a bracelet allows you to buy the actual NFT that they're going to drop. Oh. So it's like a, I think I'm. But maybe it. it's worth more now because of that. Yeah, because what if the NFT comes out right and it's mm -hmm. trash, and then 
not that it would be, um, because the people who are running it, it's like a female base um, trying to make sure that the pay gap isn't in the NFT space like it is in our everyday lives. Oh, that's cool. Um, so they're focused. It's like uh, Jamie Schmidt. She owns. She used to own Schmidt's Naturals, like Under Arm. They got bought out by, um, I think it's Procter Gamble. Oh, that's a dream. Um, Imagine Procter Gamble was knocking on that Lord Touch door. Oh, my <laughs> God. God. What? Yo, what the fuck? I'm going to leave my door unlocked. Just come oh, on in. Hey, Unilever, hey, you want to buy some ice cream? Please let me know. Yeah, bring it, in, bring it into the Facts. universe. Conjure it. Accept Facts. it. You know. But no, yeah, NFTs is, um, I know there's a lot of scams and a lot of things going on, but I feel like everybody deserves to get scammed at least once. I feel like it's a rite of passage. <laughs> I mean, there is trial and error, and there's straight up extortion, though, because, like, this whole thing with hit pieces is, is very challenging to kind of deal with as far as morale, because, like, they're, like, basically, they're in the news now, the, the, the news being the Twitterverse, because that, that's where most people get their news, at least. Yeah. In real time, like they're doing a lot of, um, or, or initially they're being a, a legend, you know, ciphering different um, producers, different musicians. They're basically selling them at like different, different price points, uh, you know, without their p- permission, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it's it's very interesting. Um, you know, MC Search is, is is involved in this, unfortunately. I mean, I. I don't want to name any names or make any many any accusations. False claims. Yeah, yeah. certainly not. But I mean, it's yeah, pretty big right now. That's the opposite of like what we were talking about before, right? So like people who like find a way to work a system within the system, I love. But people who are kind of taking advantage of people, like that, that's, that's I don't I don't like that. Yeah, that happened to me. It was um. I, I forgot what I got. I got some kittens, right? And it was on the Solana blockchain. And the people created it just so they can make money. Oh, and the, yeah, you're telling and me they, they pulled out. And then they pulled out, and then all of a sudden my NFT is worth nothing. But a group of people who bought it was like, no, we're going to we're gonna reverse the, uh, the rug pull. So they recreated the NFTs that everyone had purchased, and we got it dropped for free. So, like, now it's worth more than, you know, the one they rug pulled, but... Um, yeah, so I like how, Watch like... that rug pull one turn into, like... It, it, it like, do you still have access to it? Yeah, I still have it. I still Watch have it in my turn wallet. Into someone, like, figure a way to make that worth something. Yeah. Like, and I like how, like, there's still that Robin Hood effect with NFT. There's definitely some Robin Hood effect right mm-hmm. there. And, um... People make... You know, it's just making waves now. NFTs, non-fungible tokens, if you're not familiar. You know, they're doing a lot of... A lot of movement in the market, so to speak. So yeah, like um, StockX dropped some NFTs using oh, like Nike sneakers, <laughs> and like Nike suing them for doing it. I mean, yeah, rightfully so. I mean, like StockX got some VC money. I would sue them. They too. got, they definitely got some VC money. They, they already had to, you know, these different drops for these sneakers. God. I have a pair of sneakers I love so much, and right now I think they're selling for. Like four or five times that I bought them, mm-hmm. but I still love them. I don't know whether to sell them or keep them. Uh, that's, that's, I the, mean, you know the day the the, yes, the day last old. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, yo! I'm so pissed. Like I had, I gr- I cop some low, I cop some lows. Like like not the white and white and yellow joints, but like the original joints with like the bumpers. The of, brown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one with the, the green, green and brown joints. I caught I cop those. 
for a hundred dollars. That's right. That's what I got. I got a pair for a hundred. I loved them, warm to death. So I bought a new pair and hadn't worn them. And I just checked StockX because I was holding them. I was like, oh no. Oh no, no, no. I keep them. Yeah. Like we that's were. How I feel, yeah. Like I went to a store one day out on Columbia, on Columbia, Maryland, and like they were selling like, like plain white high top, all white, like white on white um, dunks for like three hundred dollars. And now, mind you, fucking Air Force Ones are like they went up from ninety to like one hundred and ten dollars. Right. And it's just ridiculous. Like the, the shoe market is crazy. Like you always, like the the, the, the ritual for sneaker. Sneakerheads in particular, it's always the cop one to wear and cop one on ice. But man, I mean, it is a form of currency for a lot of folks, and you know, you can even make an NFT out of that, out of an image. Like, you can superimpose that shit. So, mm-hmm. Man, but like, I love those fucking De La Soul sneakers, man, and I actually lost those. You know, being in fucking Brooklyn, <laughs> you know, not not because of a robbery, because I was going to a festival. I, I switched out sneakers and I, and wherever the, wherever I was staying at, it was a little muddy. You didn't want to get them muddy. It was a right? little right, right, exactly. So, what I was going to this festival and like, damn, I I I left kind of, cause kind of I, I had to catch my my ride down, ride home, and um, man, I I hadn't found them since. I'm like, where the fuck are these sneakers at? I love these sneakers, Let's and like. See. I even this place. Um... About five, five, so I accidentally no, just, my... just kidding, Muta. We got hit the fire alarm. Okay, yeah, yeah we don't want um, want to pay a fee for these shits, man. Let's go on in the, the, next, on the next That's step. why you got you got to rub. Well, I forget the proper name, but you basically got to brush. You you have to properly brush your cigar. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. You got to properly. Brush your next, you gotta uh, sweep podcast, it. Yeah, we'll sweep. have some. Uh, you'll have some merch. Yeah, we'll have some. some cigar- uh, Actually, yeah, let's tray merch. Hey, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah! I got a nice porcelain. I know uh, a guy. Ashtray. Yeah, I mean, of course you know. You you are. <laughs> All you gotta do is go Goodwill, get a bunch of old ashtrays, put a revert, a sticker on the bottom showing up. Exactly. There you go. Once we get Just the video kidding, we're on. Not doing that. We're getting brand new. We're getting brand new one. No, actually, no. That's on brand. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's sustainable. <laughs> we're getting some sustainable, disposable, even. I don't know. I mean, somebody's got furniture where we're at, I guess. Yeah, I think there's another studio up there. I'm moving. Sounds like they're moving a piano around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they're playing, you know, maybe they're playing, you know, the song Funeral March up there. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh, you know. Ooh baby. Mm-hmm. Are you saying? Should write them down for a few sips. I want to get into this Maduro. Anyway, let's let's get more into the ice cream. All right. So. You've got the appropriate ice cream add on. You know, shout out to Skateboard P and all that. So. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Pharrell and anything he does, I love. Oh, these are Pharrell's. I got oh, my yeah. own basketball shoes on, yeah. Because I got terrible ankles. Like Everybody's on brand except me, man. I feel, I feel like I fucked oh, up coming in here. So. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk ice cream now. Let's talk you ice ready cream. ready ice cream? Okay, let's talk some uh, ice cream. I love ice cream. So let's get into the origins of, of the charmery, correct? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. My wife went to school for hotel restaurant management. She always wanted to own her own business, her own food business. I got a present when she graduated. Someone gave it to her. She couldn't figure out. She gave it to me. Little Cuisinart homemade ice cream machine. So I fell in love with kind of making ice cream. 
We go to parties, barbecues, anything we went to, I'd bring an ice cream. I'd be like, ooh, this tastes delicious. All right, let's go. And then anytime we went to anywhere, I would always just Google best ice cream shop in blank. Go visit the ice cream shops there. And I would see that uh, ice cream was like kind of a secret community gathering point. Mm. Doesn't matter. You like you don't get a maybe like dive bars and, and ice cream shops. That's where you get a, a real community, right? That's mm-hmm. where you see what a, a city's made of. Because yes. everyone loves ice cream. Who right? doesn't? Right? <laughs> and, and and on a Friday night, it's like like the entirety and that's one thing I love love about our shop, especially our first shop in Hamden. It gets people from all across our city. They work at our shop. They come visit our shop. It's the perfect second. Like, if you're having a good date, it's the second stop, right? Mm-hmm. If you're having a, a, a bad date, you're like, all right, that was a nice dinner. <laughs> if you want to keep it going, you'd be like, you know, I know a really good little ice cream shop. Oh, and then you get there, and there's a line playing. And I'll say it again, but there's reggae music coming. Yeah. I mean, we play all sorts of music, but certainly music is an important part of it to me. Um and it just if the vibe is right on a on a on a weekend night in the summer the line is you know 30 minutes long but the line is part of it right because you're standing in line you're in, now you go in the, in the winter it's no problem you can get in no problem mm-hmm. but but you know it's just that's that's what i love about ice cream i get to i get to create ice cream and um like i said i spent my entire life supporting artistic people mm-hmm. yeah i never felt like i had it in me to be art like I felt like my that was my job mm. was to support. So to get to have a, a a a business where I get to be creative and I get to um, actually create myself has been like the greatest dream of my life because I didn't think that was my I didn't think that was my story. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's cool. That's one of my favorite parts when I first moved to like the Baltimore area, and was when I would go to like Thirty Sixth Street in Hamden in the summertime. And there's a line outside Tarmy, and I I didn't even know what the line was because I just like getting in lines. Like <laughs> I absolutely do because like it started when I was younger, right? My dad was a taxi driver, and in D.C., so he, he would um, in the summertime, no daycare, no summer school. Um, he'll we'll just ride around with him, so he'll drop us off. There's a line. <laughs> yeah, he'll, go stand in there. yeah, he'll drop us off in D.C. And there's so many museums, so we'll just stand in line. And just go in, like, because there's, like, field trips. So we'll get in those lines and pretend we're part of the to school. And then we'll get free lunch. We'll get whatever we need. And our dad comes to us later. So since then, I just like getting in line. So I got in line at the church. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. I was just in line. I was just in line. But they had sorbet. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm leaving. It worked out. <laughs> and since then, we're now we've opened. We, we have four shops open now. Working on some more and just keep it moving. That's all. Just trying to figure out a way to keep it all going, and you know what the next steps are. It's been a it's been a journey. It's no longer as fun as it used to be because I feel like I'm more. I have to. You're more at work. It's like we were talking. I have to schedule fun. Yeah. So I have to schedule time now where I'm making ice cream, right? Because it won't happen otherwise. I'm with meetings. I'm doing all the marketing work. There's so much work that's done. I can't, I never give myself time to create the flavors, which is what I love. So now I have a scheduled on Tuesday, two to five, 
New Flint, or uh, what do we call it? Uh, Taste Test Tuesday. Taste right? Test Tuesday. Nice. Nice. So, 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 but you'd schedule it. And that, so I, I, I really am, I, li- I get to live a happy life because of that. That's pretty dope, man. Wake up, make ice cream. That's cool. You know, wake up, go to meetings. Oh, then make the ice then cream. Make the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's what they say. That's, what, that's one thing I always tell someone when they come to me and ask me about opening a business. I say, what you do is important and you have to love what you do. You have to love ice cream. But more than you love ice cream, you have to love running your business. Because if you don't love running your business, that business, you have to sell ice cream to make ice cream. You got to do what you love. <laughs> you love what you do, right? A, right, right. Mm-hmm. So it could be something. Me and, uh, me and my friend uh, Jason, shout out Jason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Shout out to Jason. I'm going to have to buy a lot of ice cream after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> my wife like, wants some ice like, cream. So. Is, is Jason here? Because I know I'm going to get some free ice cream. <laughs> um, shout but, out no, to Jason. We, shout we would, David, we would try to set up in, in kind of underserved communities and just give out free ice cream because I don't want to be in the city. And be like, if I believe everyone should enjoy good ice cream, which I believe, then you have to make sure it's accessible for mm. everybody. And that means going out and scooping free ice cream and all the kids in the neighborhood come around and grab. That was, that's, that's a beautiful way to spend the day. <laughs> so you guys, you're going to do that when the summertime? Yeah, we did it. We did it pre-pandemic. And then uh, we'll, we're going to do it again this year. Well, if you need some scoopers, let me know. We're from West Baltimore. We'll be Let's there. Let's go. You tell me where to go. I know exactly where to go. Where? Um, uh, Gilmore, where I grew up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. That's good. All, all we do is we go, we set up a table, have two flavors, just start scooping. That's it. That's beautiful. That's well, beautiful. right, but that's, you know, that's part of being, that's part, that's, that's a Baltimore thing, mm-hmm. right? You can't be a part of Baltimore if you're not supporting your whole supporting city. Supporting Baltimore, yep. Loving on your whole city. Absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Man. And that's what you did with your toilet paper too. I saw it. Yeah, we went to some drop off. And... Yeah, it's um. Yeah, you gotta look out for people because ain't nobody looking out for us. Right. That's how I feel. I'll look out for you. I'll look out for you too. And that is the camaraderie. That that is the community that we all aim aim for. So, what started out, we met. Because of uh, uh, bikes, e-bikes. E-bike. <laughs> now, now, now she's my neighbor. Yeah, we, we work in the Union Collective next to each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. that he's the reason why we got the spot. Well, bit, wow, you got the spot. You put, don't put that. On. It's you, all serendipity. You're the plug to the spot, right? But you put the work in together. Yeah, so. it's all serendipity. It is all. It made my life better because now I get to take breaks and go. Yeah. <laughs> She's, she's still working up the courage to like be able to like hop in my spot. I know, try- walk right through, but she, she can't. <laughs> okay, cool. Because like she sometimes can. your your um your roll up door is open, and I just want to go. Oh, in you there. can always creep in. You can always creep in. <laughs> Neighbors are always listening. Listen, listen. Um, you come too. Yeah, come of too. Of course. <laughs> and I, I had the pleasure of of facilitating, so to speak, and engaging with my friend Nanagi and seeing her her um. Her work at Little Tush, and we had some ice cream at um at the Charmerie recently. I think about a week, a few weeks ago, yeah, probably about a few months ago. Yeah. Yes, after our education, our seminar on NFTs, <laughs> <laughs> we got treated to some ice cream, and it was probably it's, 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 it's legit some some of the best ice cream I've ever had. Well, and from you, that means a lot. Thank you. I mean, 
It certainly helped that it certainly helped that it was it was it was what it was Old Bay and it was I think it was a bourbon. And, uh, I, I I got a double scoop, so yeah, that, that yeah we messed around. We we'll always have vanilla. We we'll always have chocolate. But if you want to play around and get you, get weird with it, you gotta get premium, man. You yeah, get, get premium. premium. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. premium ice cream, man. That's a good buzzword there. My stomach's rumbling and shit. Now you need some ice cream. <laughs> I could shoot. Thank, I, I just, got some of my freezer. Just thinking about it now. You know, I will start to grab some ice cream. I should have brought some. We had a, today was a big, was like a big celebration day because it's National Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. So we open up early and we, <laughs> we did six flavors based on our employees' breakfasts. Nice. So we did a bacon, egg, and cheese on everything bagel. Mm. We did a French toast with jam swirl. Man, we had so much fun. That sounds so good. I've got yes. mm. French, you know, chef, chef's kiss. Nah, yeah, I mean, yeah. no, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ice cream, man, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, I tell people ice cream saved my life, and it, it might have. I mean, it wasn't that serious, but it was. It was serious enough that I didn't know what I was gonna do. I had a moment sitting at my last job, and I was sitting there. I was like, okay. What's the best version of this role I'm in? What's the best version I could ever accomplish where I can support a family? I just, I don't know. So thank you guys for listening to episode two of For Peace We Made. David, thanks for hanging out with us. It's fun. Uncle Russ, thanks for driving down to the Moose House. Of course. In Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out to Ryan. This has been a very spiritual experience. From top to bottom. From top to bottom. Yes. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll catch you on episode three. Thanks for listening.